Well, I had some technical issues with the podcast for today, and um, they came up kind of at the 11th hour. I was supposed to be dropping an interview for you, and the um, that isn't going to happen, so I need to create a solo show. And normally, a solo show takes me several hours, many hours. I don't even actually, I should know, but I don't know exactly how long it takes me. But the, uh, you know, I often will come up with an idea, create an outline. Sometimes I go so far as to script things a little bit more. And not only do I not have an outline, <laughs> I barely have any words on the page. I just have an idea of what I want to talk to you about. And what I want to talk to you about is sort of a bit of a pull back the curtain kind of a thing on where I am right now. Many of you uh, shared your congratulations and sweet messages about the fact that we crossed 100,000 downloads of the podcast last week. Yay! Um, which is amazing. And this week, the podcast turns two years old. Also amazing. Can't believe that both of those things kind of happened at the same time. And next week is when the Simple Sales Blueprint gets its uh, facelift. So we're, <laughs> we are scrambling back behind the scenes to get all the little I's dotted and T's crossed to make that happen on time and to the extent that I had envisioned, which was definitely an aim high kind of situation. So anyway, things around here are super, super busy. And, um, and I just want to share a little bit about how I'm managing that because sometimes it feels like I'm managing it better than others, but I know that we all go through these kinds of things. And, um, and I figured I'd give you a little bit of a backstage pass. Welcome to This Can't Be That Hard. My name is Anami Tonkin, and I help photographers run profitable, sustainable businesses that they love. Each week on the podcast, I cover simple, actionable strategies and systems that photographers at every level of experience can use to earn more money in a more sustainable way. Running a photography business doesn't have to be that hard. You can do it, and I can show you how. So, uh, yeah, my life is full throttle right now. I have always been a busy person. I'm, <laughs> I'm one of those people that I feel like now everybody is, uh, is the cultural shift has been toward unbusying your life and I'm all for it. I think it's a great idea. I just don't know how to do it because it's not my personality. I'm someone who stays occupied and busy all the time when I have like a weekend off you know, we end up doing some sort of like major house project or something. So this is something that I have long been teased for. I know this about myself. I have to channel that energy appropriately. I have to schedule vacations for myself, all of those kinds of things. Um, and I don't mind it about myself. Generally speaking, I fill my time with things that I enjoy doing, including what I'm doing right now, this podcast, photography. I, I like doing house projects. I, um, I, I feel very lucky to live a life where many of the things that I spend my time doing are things that are gratifying to me. But I guess partially because of the way I was raised or some sort of intrinsic personality trait, I often fill my time with work-related things. And, you know, I'm 42, almost 43 years old, and you start to hear stories about people who are 
you know, toward the end of their lives or they're hit with some sort of major illness and it brings everything into focus and they realize like, oh, I'm spending way too much time working. Obviously, I don't want to be one of those people who <laughs> at the end of my life looks back and is like, all I ever did was work. My kids are getting closer and closer every day to leaving the house and um, and I don't want to give up the time that I've got with them. All of these things. So they're all rattling around in my head with, you know, there's some fear in there. There's a bit of shame in there. Um, I guess we all do some self-judgment about something, right? This is kind of my thing. I feel like I I work too much. And recently it has been <laughs> way more than it even normally is. I think before I first launched the blueprint, when I was creating the blueprint, I gave myself a pretty tight timeline of, it was about 15 weeks from like a blank page to a finished course. And it's a, you know, for those of you who have taken it, it's a very <laughs> robust course. There's a lot to it. And so there was tons of writing and all this other stuff. And then of course you have to learn the tech. Developing a course is if you're thinking about doing that, or if it's on your list of things to do, it is a wonderful thing to do. I stand by it a hundred percent, but, um, do not estimate, underestimate the amount of work that goes into that. So before right now, I would have said that the busiest I ever was in my life was those 15 weeks leading up to that, because I was finishing up the busy season of work. It was the holidays. And I was just getting up, like setting my alarm at five o'clock every morning and then getting up and work, 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 working all day long until I passed out at the end of the night. And it was great because then when I launched, which was January 6th, 2020, uh, all the work was done. It's an online course. Like obviously I had to do the marketing and that sort of piece, but, um, but it definitely got way, way slower again. That was shortly thereafter I launched the podcast and, um, and I have been busy with this can't be that hard for the past two years, but it has been pretty manageable, but in the last three or four months, uh, it has started to grow. The community has grown. The um, calls and you know uh, emails and pressures on my time have demands on my time have definitely grown. And all of it is really exciting. It's a wonderful place to be, but there are only so many hours in the day. And I, a mentor of mine in the entrepreneurial world has said many times that by the time you get around to hiring your first people, it's, you know, you should have hired them months ago. And I have been working with a team for more than a year at this point, but it's always been super small and I have still retained most of the work. They're contract, you know, contract workers who are doing things for me, but not all the time. And uh, that has just kind of come to a head. Now I've like hit round two of needing to hire people and needing to do it a month ago instead of where I am right now. And of course, when you hire someone, there's a lot of additional work involved in getting them onboarded and training them and all that sort of thing. So I say all this because I feel like um, it's so easy, right, to look at someone's situation and be like, wow, they just kind of like popped onto the scene <laughs> or wow, uh, that person is, you know, has so, so much success and um, 
no matter where we are on our journey, I think our instinct is to look ahead, see where someone else is, and compare where we are to that. And, you know, we, by definition, (laughs) we always fall short. And it's so crappy, right? We do this to ourselves. And, um, and I just think that it, it needs to be acknowledged more and more so that we can give ourselves grace around that. But I'm in this place where I set this deadline for the launch. Um, I've hired these people. They're helping me tremendously. It's a, it is a great team. And I have very, very excited about what is kind of on the other side of the launch because we're, we're starting to get the systems in place that I just have not had the time to put in place before. But the irony is not lost on me that the main crux of what I teach with simple sales is that you need to put systems in place to free up your time. (laughs) And in my photography business, I have done that. And I did it so well that I had this giant gaping hole in my schedule that I have now overstuffed with an education business. And, um, And the systems required in an education business are just a totally new learning curve for me. Or at this point, they're a two-year-old learning curve, but it's a big learning curve, right? So I'm getting there. Thankfully, I have amazing support um, at home. I have amazing support with the team that is supporting me. And uh, and so I'm, I'm making it. It will it will be, you know, we'll cross that finish line and um, and move on to the next chapter. But I wanted to share this just because I guess hopefully you're not in this particular season right now. But even if you are, it's not all bad, right? Especially when we're doing something that we're really excited about and that really does light us up. I think that there is a time and a place, even though we're in like anti-hustle culture right now, I think that there's a time and place for hustle, especially as an entrepreneur. I don't think that a business will really get off the ground if you just kind of drag your feet about it all the time. You kind of have to like give it that initial push. But when I think back over my career as a photographer, I see that at the beginning it was, there was so much hustle. There was so much heart. I had so much energy for my business that I was happy to work, you know, untold hours, stay up late at night and all that sort of thing. And when I was at the beginning, I couldn't envision a time when I wouldn't want to be thinking about photography and doing photography all the time. When I wouldn't be a hundred percent thrilled with people constantly, you know, pinging me for, uh, that I, you know, they wanted to inquire about working with me. And, Over time, I have never lost my love for the work that I do, but certainly the the desire to stay up late at night or wake up and immediately dive back into photography work was not a forever thing. So when I look at photographers um, who have been in business for a long time, one of the most universal factors is that they have upped their systems game. They have put in place things like CRMs. They perhaps outsource parts of their job that they don't love. They have made it so that their schedule does not to be does not need to be completely devoted to their job. 
And what I am trying to do, what I am in the process of doing now with my education business is reapplying the same lessons that I learned in photography to my education business. And it's amazing how hard that has been, how long it took me to realize like, oh, the reason I'm so exhausted is because my education business doesn't have the same level of systemization. Did I say that right? Systematization? Anyway, uh, that my photography business did. I am still doing all the little things that I don't love about the education business. I mean, up until very recently, I was editing my own podcast. I was, you know, I was doing all of the things. And, um, and so now I am starting to put those bits and pieces in place and I'm, I'm having people help me do that, but it is a journey. And so I guess my point in this completely unscripted podcast episode is just to remind you that Work-life balance as a creative entrepreneur is truly an ebb and a flow. You are going to have seasons of hustle. You are going to have seasons of more rest. But the important thing to remember is that you cannot set yourself up to be on this hustle treadmill in the long term. And if you wait until you get you know, hit by burnout to fix that, you never will. You will end up quitting your job and not only robbing yourself of the joy of photography as a career, but I'd like to think robbing your clients of that opportunity as well. So this is just an invitation to give yourself grace, acknowledge where you are in your business, think about where you can protect your future self and do that favor to your future self so that even if you have all the energy in the world for what you're focused on right now, when you don't have all that energy, you will have given yourself the ability to step back to the extent that you need to. And that's our little chat for the day. Hope you guys have a great week. Don't forget that on Thursday this week, we have a special bonus episode So mark your calendars. If you're not subscribed, you want to subscribe because otherwise that's not going to pop up in your feed. And, uh, And then we'll be back same time, same place next week on Tuesday. Well, that's it for this week's episode of This Can't Be That Hard. I'll be back same time, same place next week. In the meantime, you can find more information about this episode along with all the relevant links, notes, and downloads at thiscan'tbethathard.com slash learn. If you like the podcast, be sure to hit the subscribe button. Even better, share the love by leaving a review in iTunes. And as always, thanks so much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic week.